Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from Luke, the fifth chapter. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked to, be, to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at, the, at Jesus' knees saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise to you, Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There they were, worn out and exhausted from a fruitless night of hard work. They were tired from manning nets, navigating waves, and negotiating the winds as the job of fishermen required. I'm sure they were also worn out from their failure to haul in any fish. You know, they probably felt the fatigue and exhaustion that comes from stagnation. Perhaps you have felt like that at least once in the past few years. It is, especially, uh, it is easy to feel especially worn out when your work is not meaningful or profitable. Then, Jesus came along and started using one of their boats as a podium. I imagine Peter and the other disciples did not much care about this odd use of their work vehicle. As they washed their nets, only thinking about making it home after their shift was over, it is likely that they were indifferent to Jesus using their watercraft as a loudspeaker. Fine, whatever, do what you want. I imagine Peter saying something like this to Jesus when he requested to use his boat temporarily. He was nearly done with his work and just cared about getting home to get some rest. And Jesus was not ready for his future, future followers to just up and leave, though. When he had finished his work of preaching and teaching from the boat, he turned to Peter, then still called Simon, and said, Put out into the deep water. And let down your nets 
for a catch. He called upon these workers, worn out from a long night on the water, to lean in and work a little harder. He asked for more fruitless labor from those who had already labored for hours and hours without anything to show for it. It is easy to imagine them saying, What more do you want from us? We've been working our tails off for hours, and now you are asking for overtime? In fact, Peter almost said as much. Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. And if you say so, I will let down the nets. We have done the work. We have put in the time. We are worn out. We are certain that any more work will be just as worthless as the effort we have already put in. These sorts of sentiments seem to be flowing through the fishermen's minds. Perhaps you have felt this way at some point in your life too. Perhaps you have also felt exhausted by your work in the world, especially work that seems fruitless, stagnant, unprofitable. And then you feel God calling you to do even more. Perhaps you feel you have done all you could, gave everything you had, but felt our Lord compelling, still compelling you onward to just do a little more. Perhaps you've been in Peter's sandals, so to speak, just wanting to wrap things up and catch a break. But then you hear the voice of God compelling you onward to do just, just a little more. Put out one more time, deep water, drop those nets down again. Perhaps you have shared with Peter in replying, Master, we have worked long and hard and now we are exhausted with nothing to show for our efforts. And if you say so, I will continue on and let down the nets one more time. Reluctantly, you agree to follow where God leads. Of course, this is when the story changes. When Peter and the other fishermen were at their weakest, their most worn out point, they followed the way and the will of the Lord in that moment, and everything changed. Our passage says, when they had done this, that is put in, out into the deep water and let down their nets, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. In their moment of scarcity and fatigue, the Lord provided them with abundance that they could hardly handle. They caught so many fish, in fact, that they needed to call the other boat to come over and help them haul, haul it all in to shore. And the fish filled both vessels. Out of nothing came more than they could have hoped for. After nearly fruitless work by their own hands, came an abundance that was nearly impossible. And it came as a gift from our Lord who was in the boat with them. A couple of things have stood out to me as I was praying over and contemplating our passage for this week. Now, one thing I've never really thought about in regards to this passage is the worldly economics of it all, so to speak. The kind of business end of the situation. I mean, think about it. Uh, the disciples just caught what was probably the biggest haul of their career. It is kind of as though they won the lottery. And from a business perspective, you could imagine that they would want to sell all the fish 
reinvestor and reinvest their earnings in the business, right? The catch was clearly miraculous. But instead of focusing on the miraculous nature of it all, they could have focused on the material elements. They could have bought another boat, hired a bigger crew, bought new nets, and expanded. I mean, that would be a sensible business-minded move, right? Instead, when they caught what we assume was the biggest catch of their careers, they walked away from it all and followed our Messiah and his ministry instead. They kept their focus on the miraculous, not the material. It is as though they won the lottery which they'd been playing their whole lives, but as soon as they did, they gave away all their money and possessions. Kind of a big deal when you think about it that way. I've also been contemplating how the experience of receiving abundance happens out of their moment of scarcity. It is when the disciples were at their lowest, their most worn out, and most despairing of their purpose, that God blessed them with more than they could imagine. Like the drought-stricken field that is graced with abundant rainfall, isolated and lonely people finally enjoying the wonders of community and connection, one enjoying the blessings of earning substantial wages after living off of minimum wage for years. Experiences of abundance, especially God's abundance, often follow moments of great lacking. As we think about where we are and where we are headed as a congregation at our annual meeting after worship, I pray that we can trust in God's lead and trust in the miraculous more than the material. We have faced certain sorts of scarcity as a church this past year whether it be from pandemic stress and anxiety, lower church attendance, to the continued ministry disruptions that we endure from time to time. Yet, we also trust that God has provided abundance and new direction in times such as these from his own life and ministry down to the present. I pray that God brings blessings and new direction where there seems to have been perhaps fruitless fatigue. At least I know I've felt that from time to time. And I pray that God does new things when we put out our boats and drop our nets yet again this year. May the God of peace, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you'd like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.